You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording, and lines are now closed. In the name of Allah, most gracious, ever merciful, good morning, welcome, assalamu alaikum, and may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all from breakfast show this morning on Tuesday, 27th of September, 2022, with myself, Kayum, and joining me is my young brother, Usman. Good morning, assalamu alaikum, peace be on you, brother Usman. How are you this morning? Alhamdulillah, I'm good. Thank you very much. How are you? Alhamdulillah. All praise belongs to Allah. It's fantastic. Thank you for asking. Um, as usual, we are here with uh, three interesting topics with you uh, this morning. Um, uh, topics which are spoken about on a yearly basis, annual basis um, within the society we live. Um, things which should really affect us on a daily basis. Um, what we're going to be talking about for the first uh, from 7.30 onwards, we're going to be talking about uh, the up-and-coming Black History Month, which will be celebrated in October. Um, as a lot of people, I'm surely say that, you know, it's time that uh, we got rid of the month. is something that, uh, uh, a topic which should really be part and parcel of our uh, of our education system, part and parcel of our everyday conversation. Um, but we are going to be talking about Black History Month uh, from 7.30 onwards. Uh, from 8 o'clock, I think it's grandparents or is it teachers? Grandparents. Yeah. Grandparents. So we're going to be talking about grandparents. Um, and again, another topic which one um, should be talking about on a daily basis, not just talking about it. Uh, it's something that, uh, uh, like within the teachings of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, um, it's something that is how we treat our grandparents and the importance of grandparents. And that's going to be our topic from 8 to 8.30. And we're going to be finishing off with uh, talking about the importance of teaching, is it? It's uh, National Teachers' Day. There you go. It's National Teachers' Day. Again, another topic which, which we should be talking about on a daily basis because it affects us on a daily basis. Our children, we have been to schools, college, university, something uh, uh, we never think of that a lot of the things that we do have in our heads have been taught to us by teachers and the responsibility that has been levied upon teachers in today's day and age is something that should be spoken about on a daily basis. Um, But that is the topic. Those are the topics we are going to be talking about over the next two hours or so. Um, We would love to hear your views on any of these topics, so feel free to give us a call on 0208-687-7878 or you can join us on our social media platforms at Voice of Islam UK. Feel free to email us via our website, which is www.voiceofislam.co.uk. But as usual, on a daily basis, we always start off on a lighter note, um, not much of a lighter note today. We look at the newspaper headlines, and uh, and I'm sure everyone has been glued to the TV. Well, you should be. If you haven't been, you should be glued to the glued to the newspapers or headlines, because I can assure you, we are going through some unprecedented times. These are times where um, it, it's, uh, you know, what's happening in not just in our country, more in our country, but across the world, where I would say the Western world, the developed world, is, is, is uh, or even internationally, globally, um, the world is breaking. Um, nobody is uh, sure of what is happening. When one uh, looks at, uh, if you look at uh, in the Middle East, Iran, um, there's riots. If one looks at Ukraine, there's a war. There's still things going on in Yemen. Um, it might not be war in, in Europe, but it might as well be because there's a shortage of utilities. Um, there is a, a shortage of money. 
governments are running out of money and uh, the gap between poor and rich is ever widening if one was to kind of think with a cool head um these are all symptoms these are all signs of a society who have forgotten that everything belongs to god almighty everything is granted by god almighty and everything is taken away by god almighty brother usman young man you are a young imam what's your take on do, would you agree with that statement that there is an absence of <coughs> belief and faith in god or is reducing uh yes yes most definitely and uh, uh you see not just uh i think it was more prominent and uh, not just on one side of the world mm-hmm. you can take the east the far east you can of take course. the west the far west and everywhere you see like a raise in atheism so uh cuz it's not just uh, cuz uh, we are muslims and uh, we obviously are going to propagate islam but uh, if you go back like 100 200 years there used to be massive christian missions uh and the muslim missions and now the world is just deviating from christianity islam all religions mm-hmm. uh and it's going towards atheism or, or, or some people are becoming agnostics um or, or, or would you say that this this uh, the word that we always use shirk is to associate partners with god man has kind of become so overconfident that they think um materialism or money mm-hmm. is who they serve or that 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 notion of serving god and serving the creation of god that the first part has been forgotten and they're just serving themselves yeah yeah um w- would that people, be associating that would be equivalent would it not man thinks yeah, he's yeah. god money i think in this this uh, day and age money is the greatest god yes for people yep um so people think that money serves them they will have money and you know the money will help them get have comfortable life however they are serving the money as yes, you said that's right so it's the other way around so uh you get the money you know you get everything you see many rich people you heard you hear stories about them they they're not happy they're not comfortable i'm not saying money can't what well, money look money is a, is a is an element look money you need money in life if yeah, people definitely. say oh we can live without money look let's live in a real world we need money of course and there is nothing wrong with wealth um this 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 notion that a lot of people have that islam is 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 socialist based you know it's not actually islam no, no. is not is is islam doesn't fall anywhere in any of these uh, uh economic spectrums islam has its own economic system and it's not against wealth but it's what you do with the wealth yeah, if is you go where back, if you go back to the founder of islam mm-hmm. the holy prophet muhammad peace, peace be upon him, him he used to be a businessman yeah. before he was elected he was as a, a merchant prophet. a trader yeah yeah he was he was a very successful trader yeah. and his key to success was truthfulness and that's what that's uh, that's one of the qualities of like every prophet yeah. but he didn't deal with like you know fraud and deceit mm-hmm. so he would he was successful and very very successful even around arab and uh, the neighboring countries because people knew him as the as the, the truthful and that's how he you know uh, have found success in his business in, i mean i'm i'm glad you mentioned that but because even after him the the caliphs after him hazrat abu bakr siddiq and hazrat umar farooq and and hazrat usman yeah. all of these uh, may Allah be pleased with all of them they uh, they were they were wealthy um, yet they were humble they were mm-hmm. wealthy yet they lived simple lives they were wealthy with all the the leisures and 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 and, and materialism in the world yet they gave more the more they earned the more they gave so sure. um 
yet well, but the, the the unique thing was everything they did was f- to seek the pleasure of God Almighty, not. It wasn't me, myself, and I, with, with the, the society we're living in at the moment. Yeah. It is all about the oneself. And, and uh, you know, going back to the, the, the newspapers and, and, and starting with Financial Times, um, it leads with Bank of England and the Treasury fails to calm market nerves over UK finances. For the first time, for 40 years, a pound is more or less equivalent. It fell um, to a dollar. I think it was a dollar and three cents. I remember it used to be two dollars to a pound. Yes, yeah, I'm an old yeah. dinosaur, but even <laughs> I'm not even not that old. But I remember it was it used to be just below two, um, and and you know not too too not too long ago it used to just before um, I would say it, in the 2010s and whatnot it was 170, and then it dropped to 140 around the Brexit time, and then after Brexit happened with uh, during the COVID it went to 120, and and now we're hitting. Um, some ridiculous levels. Um, I thought it, I thought Brexit was a hard hit. Uh, like Brexit was worse. a hard hit. Brexit was a hard hit, but it would be unfair to say that Brexit was the only thing because um, if one was to look at the 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 three things that have hit United Kingdom or internationally, um, one was Brexit, then it was mm. COVID, and then with the cost of um, the the Ukraine war. Um, and with the with the shortage of utilities, all of these have a direct impact on, on the economy. I mean, when banks start to uh, withdraw mortgage offers, and uh, um, and they are blocking um, uh, new mortgages. I mean, in fact, uh, the I newspaper talks about how new mortgages blocked um, amid U- uh, amid uh, UK market turmoil. Um, everybody was hoping that uh, the Bank of England will jump in tomorrow, yesterday, and and introduce uh, an um, um, an emergency interest uh, rate where interest rate hike to to, to kind of uh, control or to bring everything down. But um, but uh, nothing uh, has happened to date. Tele Telegraph talks about how spooked lenders ditch new mortgages in pound chaos. Um, the, the Bank of England and the Treasury are at uh, loggerheads with each other, um, and uh, it's 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 not a pretty picture out there at the moment. Uh, the Metro talks about the pound quartanks, um, and again, it's a good headline, quite funny really. Um, but you know, there's always funny things in 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 these kind of times. You gotta you you, you can't you, you can't forget uh, uh, humour. Um, Metro says sterling crashes to an all-time <coughs> low against the dollar. Fear uh, interest rates are set to rocket up to seven percent, and and now that's a figure I can I can recall. I can recall ten percent. I can recall fifteen percent. Mm. Um, today's young um, generation, or even the generation before, um, they have been used to zero, just between zero and one percent. They have been used to easy money. They have been used to low payments. Yes, high loans, but low payments. Um, and with this, when if, God forbid, I hope to God and I pray to God that um, we, we we don't hit that level um, of, I, I'm, I'm praying that it doesn't go more than 5% because that will mean uh, catastrophe, uh, literally, uh, on, on people's finances when people are, if people are paying, just to give an example at the moment, mortgages which have gone up by nearly one and a half percent, your payments which were maybe 300, 400 pound have gone up to seven, 800 already. 
and mm-hmm. if they were to hit seven percent, can you imagine that you you know all of your income will be going towards your mortgage? On top of that, you've got the cost of living. On top of that, you've got your utilities. You've got to pay. On top of that, you know there, there is there there are a plethora of expenses one needs to cover. And because of this, uh, the 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 polling has kind of is showing and giving Labour the biggest ever lead over the Conservatives. Um, and uh, you know, if you the Guardian again talks about sterling crisis deepens as uh, trust uh, strategy unravels. Uh, everyone is talking about even the tabloids. The Mirror is talking about how Tories' economic disaster is out of control. Pound at record low after tax cuts. Um, new interest rate fears. Everybody, everybody is living in fear. Um, it's funny. The Star's got a good, good headline as well. Honey, I shrunk this. Uh, <laughs> honey, I shrunk the quids. <laughs> That's it's it's from a reference from a film. Uh, it's uh, Honey, I shrunk the kids. And uh, they 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 kind of make humor out of it. Again, it's not funny, but as I said, there's, there's ways of dealings with it. Uh, Daily Express talks about don't panic. We have got a plan to cut the debt. And uh, this is Kwasi Kwarteng, who's shrugging, and this is the fear. He is shrugging off the financial market jitters. He's not taking them seriously. Um, the the you know the infamous male fury at the city slickers. Uh, betting against UK PLC speculators profit from fallen pound, sterling rallies on volatile day, new fears of rate rise and mortgage pain. And that is the correct word they are using. It will be painful if um, if, uh, if if these interest rates um, are not brought into control. Um I mean, we said that, that the headlines, uh, the, 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 the all these headlines are talking about the financial situation, and and uh, I thought uh, less. Uh, every, I'm sure everybody is uh, wondering what what does it mean, what does it mean. But before I go to what does it mean, uh, brother Sman, Islam teaches us to live within our means, and clearly it is evident that we're living in a society <coughs> where. I'm not going to just blame the individual, but there are so many, uh, so many, there's so many things out there. There's so many companies and organizations out there who are actively going out of their way, or in fact, that is their job to do, to entice you to get more credit, get more loan, um, think, and, and the way they sell things are, uh, that they want you to have things which are beyond your mean, but they create systems in which they make you believe, and that's the key. They make you believe that you can afford certain things which are out of your, mm-hmm. which are out of your means. What's the? What does Islam teach us about um, how one should live life, and in in terms of, as I said, living within means? What does that mean? Yeah, so Islam, in fact, is it is a religion, but uh, what is a religion? How do you? It's define a way of life, religion? isn't it? It's a way of life, exactly. Yeah. So, Islam has given you the perfect way of life. It's given you, you know, uh, th- the teaching of the Holy Quran is also that you should live uh, on the straight path, in the middle, you know, always balanced. 
everything is balanced in Islam. There's no extremes. There's no, you know, you should give all your money to the poor and mm. then you're poor yourself. Or you should only seek money, money, money. Which so, is the situation <coughs> we live in today. Yeah, yeah. So there has to be a balance in everything. So if you have enough money to, you know, uh, uh, for the, for your daily expenses and everything, uh, you don't need to rip off the poor people even more just to get richer and richer. Because even... I don't remember where, but I read somewhere that there's a there's a there's a limit to your quality of life. There's a, there's an amount of money. Once you have that much money, you have a the best quality of life you could get. And after that, all the extra money you receive, it won't really improve your quality of life. Hmm. You you will have more extravagant things, but the quality of life will will very slightly increase compared to the money you're receiving. So Islam teaches us to have a have a balanced life, a balanced diet, a balanced you know uh, time for everything, family, friends, work. Um, so yeah, and essentially Islam is a way of life, and if you look at the teachings of Islam, then it will show us the best way of life, which will give us most happiness, the most uh, comfort or contentment. Wonderful, thank you. Um, so why is it important? that uh, everybody should know how the the value of the pound affects their lives. And the most important thing, it means everything will be higher. Um, the, when the pound falls, uh, the price of goods and services which are imported, and, and, the, and the thing with UK, majority of the things have brought in from outside UK. So th- we import everything. Yeah. So when the, the, when the pound falls, when it's weaker against the dollar or euro, Everything that we buy costs um, costs us more. Yes, and if it's going to cost us more, um, then of course it's going to cost. Um, if if the if the um, uh, if the companies who are buying um, it's going to cost them more, then of course they will pass on that cost to the, cons- uh, the consumer. Um, firms could choose to pass on, um, which they do, all the higher prices to the customers. <coughs> And this this kind of um, attaches onto the cost of living, which is already increasing. Um, energy costs are one of those things that are also likely to increase as the value of the pound falls. Um, the price of all of the gas that UK uses is based on dollar. Dollar is the, the true recognized international currency. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if the gas is produced in the UK, it will still be traded and, and it's, it's traded in dollar. Dollar. And uh, household budgets will become under pressure because, again, if it's going to cost companies more, the end users are going to have to pay for for uh, for for this energy price hike. Because end of the day, we're living again something we've been talking about for the past fifteen twenty minutes. Companies are not going to sacrifice their profits. Um, for the for the for the betterment of the people, it's it's mm-hmm. it just doesn't it doesn't work that way. Unfortunately, as you said, brother Osman, that you know money is what people are serving today, not um, not uh, not not people. And most important one, which I already talked about, which is higher payments for higher repayments for some mortgages. The falling pound is likely to push inflation, which tracks how the cost of living changes over time. Um, it is one way that Bank of England is expecting to counter 
high inflation by raising interest rates. Personally, I don't think that will work because historically, um, Bank of England is doing what uh, historically uh, uh, is is something people try, and uh, it it uh, you know it 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 has worked at certain times, and certain times it hasn't worked. But even if you don't have a mortgage, changing interest rates could affect you because lenders might choose to increase fees charged on your credit cards, bank loans, car loans. So no matter, and if you're renting, your rents will go up. Why? Because if your landlord has got a mortgage on his on his buy to let property, mm-hmm. his rate is going to go up. Yeah. He's going to have to pay more. If he's going to have to pay more, he's going to pass that on to his tenant by saying your rent will go up. So whether you own a property, whether you rent a property, um, it's all you know. You got to be living somewhere. All aspects of uh, of of, uh, of living is going to be um, is going to be affected. And and you know, finally, if if one looks at uh, the, the the generation of today or people of today, it was there was a time when you know holiday was part and parcel of the of the and of the of the living of today that you yeah. have to go one or two holidays. Mm-hmm. Well. It's going to become more expensive to go abroad. Think about it. If if uh, I'm talking about a time where one pound when you used to go to America would get you one eighty one one dollar eighty, so today when you were to go, your pound is will give you one dollar ish. Yeah. So you're going to have less money to spend because what you could get for your pound mm. is is uh, has has changed. So th- there's there's uh, you know these are just some of the things that. That affect you on a day-to-day basis um, um, when when people talk about uh, uh, you know um, how the the this, this talk of uh, the 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 value of the pound um, affects people on a on a on a uh, on a layman's basis. Brother Sman, are you are you a sports person? You look sporty. What's yes, your yes, What's your man. sports interest? Um, Let's finish off on a sporty. So I play many many sports, but uh, favorite is of course football. Okay, what's happening in football? Football, I think uh, England played Germany yesterday, I believe. Okay, and did they win or lose? I, th- I think I'm not a football two person. Nil, two nil England. I didn't watch the game. Okay, but I, I just I saw it. So much. These, these are the friendly game. things that's happening be- before the World Cup, aren't they? Or I think are they? That's, that's uh, the the UEFA Nations League. So there's a, there's a league. Oh, of this countries. is the one where Italy lost. Italy beat England in the last game, wasn't it? Oh, I don't remember then. Okay, I don't, don't follow it like that. But why? Okay, let's see. Let's see. Yeah. yeah. So so football, England won. That's a good thing. Um, O'Sullivan has uh, lost uh, his world number sixty-three. Uh, loses to he's lost to the world number sixty-three in the British Open. Um, Sullivan is a uh, he's, he's he's when he's good, he's very good, and when he doesn't want to play, uh, Sullivan. If for people who don't know who Sullivan is. He's a snooker world champion. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I am a dinosaur, so I probably know what snooker is. You guys probably don't. Um, <laughs> you're listening to Breakfast Show with myself, Kayum, and Brother Usman. We're going to take a very quick break, and we're going to come when we come back. We're going to go on to our first topic of the morning, which is um, in October, we're going to be celebrating the Black History Month. Um, we're going to be looking at what that means and how um, Black History Month is something which is part and parcel. Um, of of it falls within um, again it's not actually I'm I'm going to rephrase that not Black History Month falls within uh, uh, the the teachings and the way of life of Islam in fact um, Black History Month in with the, according to the teaching of Islam shouldn't be called Black History Month because it's yeah. part and parcel yeah. uh, you know it it uh, 
uh, it's part and parcel of everyday living. It's not something that should be separated, but it should be treated with equality, justice uh, and, and fairness. But that's something we will do when we come back. So do stay tuned. Go grab yourself a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, a toast. Uh, while you're at it, uh, you know, we are um, in uh, Morden. So do send me one just to Voice of Islam. I'll uh, look forward to your cup of tea. But while you do that, we're going to go to some messages. And when we come back, we're going to go on to Black History Month. A new station, The Voice of Islam, with live discussions, religion and culture. Understand the true teachings of Islam with The Voice of Islam. O ye people who consider yourselves members of my Jamaat, you will be accounted as such in heaven when you truly tread upon the path of righteousness. So offer the five daily prayers in such fear and with such complete attention as if you are actually beholding God Almighty. Observe your fasts in full sincerity for the sake of God. Let everyone who is accessible to zakat pay the zakat. Let him upon whom the pilgrimage is obligatory and there is no obstruction in his way perform the pilgrimage. Do good in a handsome way and discard vice with disgust. Bear well in mind that no action of yours which is empty of righteousness can reach God Almighty. Righteousness is the root of all goodness. No action that is rooted in righteousness will go in vain. It is inevitable that you should also be tried with all kinds of anguish and misfortune, just as the faithful before you were tried. Be alert, therefore, lest you should stumble. So long as you have a firm relationship with heaven, the earth can do you no harm. Whenever harm befalls you, it will be through your own hands and not through your enemy. Even if you lose all honour on earth, God will bestow eternal honour upon you in heaven. So do not leave him. With so many attacks on Islam and the Holy Prophet let's set the record straight. He was a man of peace. He went through 13 long years of persecution for his beliefs. He was mocked and ridiculed, but he didn't retaliate because he was a man of peace. When he went to Taif to spread the message of Islam, he was pelted with stones until he was bleeding. Yet he did not retaliate because he was a man of peace. When he migrated to Medina, he established the Charter of Medina, allowing the Jews, Christians and Muslims to live together in harmony with full religious freedom, because he was a man of peace. And after all the oppression that he faced, when he returned to Mecca as a king, he had the right and the power to punish every single one of them. Yet he forgave them, because he was a man of peace. The Holy Prophet ﷺ said that no white man is superior to a black man, no Arab to a non-Arab. Rather, everyone is equal. He freed slaves and taught to treat them as brothers. He did all of this because he was sent as the Rahmatul Lil Alameen, a mercy for mankind. Indeed, the Holy Prophet ﷺ was a true man of peace.
أشهد أن محمدا You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Tuesday Morning Breakfast Show with myself, Kayum, and Brother Usman. Brother Usman, um, let's go on to our, our topic of uh, the first topic of the morning Black History Month. I mean, as I, as I said at the top of the show, Black History Month is something that uh, I'm sure everybody is aware of. Because um, it is a day that everybody talks about um, on, on a, every year, but uh, what what uh, can you just put a benefit of our listener? What uh, is Black History Month? Black History Month. Um, I mean, it's it's fairly self-explanatory. Really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So... I shouldn't really even be asking you. I mean, I should just you know, Black History Month is. Uh, go on, go for it. All yours. Yeah, Black History Month. Um, it's obviously got to do with uh, um, with uh, slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, so how the you know from how people were enslaved from Africa by the Western nations, and in remembrance of that, and uh, we celebrate this Black History Month. Which is the month of October every year, and this year, every year there's a theme, isn't there? And uh, I think this year is actions speak louder than words. And uh, mm. I presume, um, well, again, self-explanatory. Black History Month, I suppose, is it's it started off with, uh, um, of course, um, the 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 colonial. Um, the countries who set up colonies and who were slave traders and who um, benefited from um, from slave trade—that's how it all started and how it was paramount that you know the countries who uh, the colonizers recognize the wrong that they did um, in uh, in uh, you know in 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 the way black people were treated um, and uh, you know in in the break we heard. Uh, that the Holy Prophet made peace and blessings of Allah be upon him um, on his last uh, um, um, sermon at the Mount. He 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 said, "Look, no no white man is greater than a black man, and no black man is greater than a white man. No Arab is greater than a non-Arab, and no non-Arab is greater than an Arab. Then the only difference between these men would be the the the, the their character, the you know on on how." Um, um, on on uh, they they would be judged not based on their their, their skin color on or, or on their nationality or on their um or, or which religion they belong to but it will be judged upon how they are as human beings and and how and what their character uh, what character they display and act on and of course from slavery um it's 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 also become kind of 
um, a, a done thing that all the achievements done uh, by by people f- uh, um, of uh, uh, of by black people um, are starting to be spoken about more. It's becoming more and more uh, normal now. How uh, it's it's becoming a bit more, it's becoming more accepted uh, on uh, how um, black people played a a massive role. Um, in in the development of uh, of where mankind is today. In fact, there was this film I saw called uh, Hidden Figures, um, and uh, it's all about uh, um, you know how NASA's first ever mission um, in orbit, um, where it was uh, in it was in fact three black ladies um, who were mathemat who were you know mathematical geniuses and 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 in the early days who who were um you know who were academically just superior in in technology in in engineering in fact and who played a significant role in uh, in in man going into space so is those kind of things which are becoming more and more um more and more recognized um and as i said it's something that needs to become part and parcel of uh, of of our education system because um if you know we we always talk of the islamic renaissance and we talk about that that period where um the 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 muslim um scholars and and uh, and philosophers and and academics who played a significant part in fact they were pioneers of uh, so many different um uh, so many different fields and sectors um yet if one was to look at the education system on a, on the on the normal education system you will find that there is no mention uh, there there is no mention of 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 any of these people um within uh, within the education system of the contribution they have made so um in in akin to that or in in similar to that um all the achievements of black people within history has been missed and mm-hmm. what because of the 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 various um um, movements and and various uh, um, actions that have been taken uh, over the past decades. Um, it's 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 sad to 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 sit here in 2022 and say, oh, it's becoming more acceptable to to see how um, black people are becoming and the achievements of black people are becoming um, more and more recognised. You'd think we were you know talking about 1922, but it's 2022 yet. Um, we still are having to um, to 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 sit in the studio and talk about that there's going to be a month which is going to be attributed to the achievements of black people where you know um it it should be a norm what should they going what's islam's take on on all of this uh, islam yes islam like i told you is a way of life um you know and uh, this way of life um there's there's no uh, distinction between uh, skin color your 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 status your wealth so um in the holy quran it is mentioned that <clears throat> so god almighty uh, um refers to the muslims as a a um ummatun wahida a single umma okay a single people a, a united people so there is no uh, distinction between colors or race or um you know a wealth and status and as you mentioned, the Holy Prophet uh, Muhammad, peace be upon him, mentioned in his last sermon that 
you know, no no white man is greater than a black man and no Arab is greater than a non-Arab. So uh, from, from this statement alone, you can tell that the Arabs at that time, uh, they were very, very, so they were not very learned people. So they they had a lot of arrogance and they considered their race to be um, among the best races. And they would enslave, you know, the um, African people. But uh, it, when it's uh, when the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, came, um, he he came with this message, uh, which eradicated slavery in Islam. So if you look at the Muslims today, there might be uh, other kinds of slavery, as in like they they they're enslaved in uh, with money or they're enslaved in uh, power. But you won't see that racial uh, enslavement. You won't see that if there's a black Muslim, he is being treated than a than a white Muslim. And uh, I remember that someone told me this point that when Abraham Lincoln he he finished slavery in the the United States. However, if you look in the U.S. today, you still you see that you see that um, slavery or you, you see that this. Uh, um, how would you say this? Uh, you know, people people don't people look differently at black people still yes. today. Of course, they do. Okay, e- even if even Th- there there, there, there a, is that what's the word they use? Subconscious, nay, unconscious bias. Unconscious bias. Yeah, it's like oh, we don't know that we were being biased. We we are not aware. To me, whether when, when people use those kind of things, I think it's you mean that you are looking with it's it's it is bigotry. End of the day, bigotry is bigotry. You can kind of fancy it up with with uh, with all different kind of words. Um, if you're going to look at somebody in a um, with the with the mindset that you're looking at someone, or you're looking down at someone, hmm. and that is that is what happens. We are living in a society at the moment where institutional racism is now being recognised in so many. Parties, political parties, people who govern us, people who are there to protect us within within our our authorities, in in legal authorities, police authorities, uh, racism within our health services. So, and and there's been so many experiences of professional uh, people who are black, doctors, nurses, policemen, and. Uh, they are treated differently. Patients. In fact, yesterday I was listening to this program on on institutional racism um, where they were interviewing um, black mothers who were expecting children mm-hmm. and how they were treated differently because they were black and how uh, the provision of services provided to them by hospitals were completely different. And I'm talking today's day and age, not talking past. On, on 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 they were treated differently, and the provision provided provision of services provided to them by uh, the 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 health services were completely different to maybe other people of other races um, or white people. And and you know I I you know I I agree with you that people do look at um um um, um black people. And people look down still, or they have a negative, um, they have negative uh, uh, thought processes 
um, and and they already um, think uh, you know in in a what's the word? They, it's nothing positive is ever thought as a first thought process. That oh, black people. Whenever you sometimes see, you know, um, black people in a certain position, and people will be like, oh, okay. Um, I remember again, as I keep saying it, I'm a dinosaur. I remember in the olden days. Um, there was this poster that was that that a new poster came about and where they saw um, um, three men running mm-hmm. and the first man uh, was a was a was a black man and and no so the first man was a white man and there was a black man and then there was another white man who was running right next to him and the poster said why are they running and a lot of people said, well, the black man is a criminal and the other white people behind him are the police. Mm. Whereas, in fact, it was the other way around. The <laughs> black man was the actual policeman who was running behind and his colleague who happened to be white were running behind a, a criminal who was white. But the first the first thought that came into people's head was, oh, and, and again, even if, and I'm going back 15, 20 years ago, this is, I think more yet, 20 years. But even today, People have this idea of people talk about, um, you know, black on black crime. Well, in Glasgow, it's white on white crime. Why do they focus so much on on black crime? What's the color of the skin got to do with it? And and that's what um, that those are some of the things which get tackled uh, and which get challenged um, in in Black History Month that. You know, you got to stop looking at black people in an inferior manner. You have to recognize um, that there are a lot of achievements. There's a lot of contribution done by the black community on a daily basis. But then there is also a, a responsibility within black community where there need to be more role models available. And yeah. the ones who are role models, they don't get the press, they don't get the PR that they need to come out and, and to motivate young people. And of course, economics plays a huge role. We talked in the earlier part of the morning about cost of living crisis. We know that a lot of the black community um, and and, and other ethnic minorities, but because this is Black History Month, which we're kind of focusing on Black History Month, the lack of provisions within society for young black men and young black women. It's, 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 there's a stark difference in, in uh, the, the provisions that are provided to, to the youth. And if you're not going to provide provisions for your youth and if you're not going to prepare them for, you know, for education, for to, to, or teach them how to aspire to a better life, then, then of course, then you know people will go down the wrong path. Yeah, I think uh, it's opportunity, right? So you see um, these black communities which uh, don't, which you don't see coming up. It's it's not that they they're not uh, they don't have the capability. In fact, there's there's many black people they they are more um, they have uh, they they're much smarter than white people or any other people so I think intelligence has got nothing to do with the race but it's just opportunity so the the black community is because of this black history um, they were they were uh, pressed down they were not given the opportunities 
but uh, if you can if you look at some of the some of the people who made it through you can see you can see their um you know their intelligence and their the the level of um, so you see that they they can be successful it's just the opportunity and uh, that's what makes it difficult for these uh, for the black community it's just because of their race people don't want to give them uh, opportunities they don't want to give them jobs they don't want to give them they don't want to be you know uh, near them so or some people don't feel comfortable around them the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him said oh people your lord is one you are the progeny of the same father who was created from dust Hence, it is not permissible for you to make any discrimination between high and low. And as uh, uh, Brother Osman uh, said earlier, neither an Arab um, quoted this, this earlier where he says, neither an Arab has superiority over a non-Arab nor a non-Arab over an Arab. A white person is not superior to a black person nor a black person is superior to white. The most honorable among you in the sight of God is the one who is most righteous. Um, this was said by the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, addressing a large gathering of people where he stressed the same thoughts in the following words. You are brothers and sisters, you are all equal, no matter to which nation to, or tribe you belong, and no matter what your status is, you are equal. Just as the fingers of both hands are alike, nobody can claim to have any distinctive right or greatness over another. The command which I give you today is not just for today, but it is forever. Always remember to keep acting upon it until you return to your true master. Urwa bin Zubair narrates that Hazrat Bilal bin Rabah, may Allah be be pleased with him, was amongst those individuals who were considered amongst the weak members of society when he accepted Islam. He was persecuted so that he may turn back from his faith. However, not once did he utter such words which they desired to hear from him. This is to deny belief in Allah the Almighty. Umayyah bin Khalf would punish him, who was his master at that time, even when the, when the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, saw the people of Medina laughing at Hazrat Bilal. He turned to them and said, You laugh while Bilal calls the azan, but God hears his azan in the heavens and is pleased. Azan is the call of prayer. And, and Hazrat, Hazrat Bilal is, is, is the perfect example. Um, and, you know, I, we always talk about here, that the perfect word, the perfect book um, is the Holy Quran, which is the word of God Almighty. But, uh, you know, the, the, the perfect em- embodiment of that book is the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And he, uh, and Hazrat Bilal is a perfect example of, 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 of the teachings in, in that sense that he was a slave and he rose to the level of Sayyidna. That... Yeah. And then Sayyidna in English would be just for the benefit of our uh, our listener. Sayyidna means uh, like our master. Yep. And, uh, you know, and and the whole point, and he was also chosen um, because of the sweet um, and the the, the melodious um, um, beauty in his voice. Um, He was chosen as to give the call of prayer. And, uh, And people used to be mesmerized. By 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 his voice when he used to give the call of prayer, so and 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 that is the perfect example that the Holy Prophet left for the Muslims to follow through the end of time. That and and you know we and as I said, we've already said two to three times that no no white man is greater than a black man and no black man is greater than a white man. Those are not just words; it was action. It was it was his actions. Um, 
displayed exactly those words um, when Hazrat Bilal was uh, was freed. He was freed, he was bought by Hazrat Abu Bakr, who was the first caliph, and then he was freed. And then he rose from the from the from the status of being um, treated worse than an animal to uh, the status of uh, being um, referred to as the master. You're listening to the breakfast show. We'll be joining you right after the eight o'clock news. You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording and lines are now closed. So in the name of Afro Americans themselves, it's highly essential that they must universalize themselves with the attributes of unity, then the rest of the world may look upon their skin as black. But Allah would look down, look upon their skins as the most shining. Like the skin of Bilal, the Muslim of Hazrat Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Bilal also belonged to a black race. But the message of Hazrat Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi did not discriminate against Bilal in the least, in any area of human association or treatment of uh, each other. He might have had Bilal in his mind, or all the Bilals of the world, when during his last sermon he said, today, this holy day, I trampled down under my feet any discrimination, born out of nation, born out of races, born out of geographical boundaries. He said, I trampled down under my feet. Arabism against Ajam, Ajamiya. No Arab has any reason for applauding his greatness. Because I am Arab. That was, the, that was what was implied by Hazrat Muhammad Rasulullah. Because I happen to be Arab, so the Arabs are not great nor are the Ajams inferior to the Arabs. If anyone had entertained this thought, this is my last, last advice and the last address. And during this, I templed down that false notion altogether, forever. Why was Muhammad Rasulullah great? Not because he was an Arab. Because he was great in the sight of Allah, for he's not belonging to Arabia alone, for he's belonging to the whole world. So any motive which is, which generates from inferiority complex will always frustrate, will always end up into nothingness. If you only do damage. If you love your own people, who oh, Afro-Americans, remember this. None can change this decree of God. You must rise above parochialness and begin to rebuild yourself under the unity, under the canopy of unity of God. Then you can rise in the sight of all around you, whether they are white or, or red or whatever their color be. Because God must be extolled. Allah, 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 
أكبر أشهد أن لا أشهد أن محمدا You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. It was for me that God caused the solar and lunar eclipses in heaven during the month of Ramadan and caused numerous other signs to be manifested on earth, and thus, in accordance with divine practice, my truth was conclusively established. God, in whose hand rests my life, is my witness that if you cleanse your hearts and seek other signs from God, the Omnipotent One is capable of showing a sign according to his own will and power, without being subject to any of your importunities. And I am sure that if you demand a sign from me with a genuine desire to repent and promise earnestly before God that if an extraordinary sign appears which is beyond human power, you will shed all this rancor and enmity and purely for the sake of winning God's pleasure will enter into the pledge of bet with me, then God, being so kind and merciful, will certainly show you some sign. However, it is not within my power to fix a period of two or three days for showing a sign, or to do exactly as you wish. It is the prerogative of God to choose the time. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Tuesday Morning Breakfast Show with myself, Kayum, and Brother Usman. Going straight on to our second topic of the morning, which is grandparents. Um, we celebrate National uh, Grandparents Day on the first Sunday after Labor Day. Um, this year, the date falls on September 11th. Um, and, uh, you know, so we're looking at what a couple of weeks ago. Um, like Mother's Day and Father's Day, we also have a day dedicated to our parents. Grandparents and children have a special connection that is proven to both make grandparents live longer and also uh, make children more emotionally resilient. Grandparents' Day is an opportunity to treasure that connection and spend some quality family time together. I I, I find it bizarre in in the countries that that in the Western world. Where they dedicate days, one day a year. It's like, um, and 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 I find it even more. Um, and and I'm sure a lot of listeners who are going to listen to me uh, are going to probably going to be shouting at me. <laughs> I I sometimes feel you know people who go out of their way to celebrate Mother's Day and Father's Day and 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 Grandparent Day. It's like they're trying to make up for the guilt for the whole year and and then they think that they can make up for it by buying a present and and maybe uh you know have have a meal with their parent or their grandparent on one day and tell them that you love them 
isn't isn't that what it's come down to at the end of the day in 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 the developed world in the in the developed the word developed world <laughs> it, you know it's it's I, I mean again it's a personal opinion um but but the yeah, the importance the, the importance of these very very important uh, relationships has been diminished to a day well i i see it the other way i say i think it's just um you do celebrate the whole year but uh as in you you do the you 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 focus on it the whole year but um giving one year uh giving one day to your grandparents like dedicating this day nationally it's uh, i think it also shows i get your point as well it shows like a significance that it, it is important that's why we have dedicated a year the, the, there's probably no national shoe day is mm-hmm. or national we well, never know yeah by next year might be. <laughs> next year next year there's going to be a national shoe day yeah, yeah. Well, well, i understand is, what you mean yeah. do you understand my my point is look have all the days you want but the, the they the only time we live in a day of social media we live in a may, of mainstream media everything is everywhere it's in your face and they're going to talk about parents and grandparents one day why can't they talk about it every day why isn't the way you treat your parents the way you talk to your parents um you know the respect for parents why isn't it spoken about on a daily basis um because it's deemed as not important enough um something i i i, I you know i i did the show on saturday morning live with the uh, with a friend uh, and an imam imam usman but brother usman but and and this is a discussion we had where that uh, respect the respect element mm-hmm. of the way parents are treated and the the connection between parents and and their children it it's been ignored for far too long even in today's day and age this i mean and we're today we're talking about grandparents everybody looks at grandparents in a way whether they're babysitters well they're a lot yeah. more than babysitters whenever we talk listen to any oh grandparents can come and help you develop in your life and they can assist you in looking after your children or when you have children you are able to maybe work on your relationship because your if you have children you can leave them with your parents i mean it's always they're looked upon in a in a in a way that how they will be of use to you from a from looking after your children perspective as i said like nannies grandparents are gold knowledge wisdom definitely but these these words don't exist and as i said i am a dinosaur you're a young man <laughs> maybe maybe your perspective maybe you think what well, this this guy is this guy's lost it is <laughs> you know this guy's lost uh, it what's he um, talking about what kind of I, words I think, are these i think it's a bit to do with the i think the culture as well cuz uh, so we coming from a pakistani background mm. uh so i i was born in pakistan mm mm-hmm. Then I moved to Germany. Then I came to the UK, and um, so when I was younger, I I never heard of this Mother's Day, Father's Day. So it wasn't a thing over there. Your parents are they 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 deserve absolute respect. There's no day for them. Your whole life is theirs. <laughs> so over there, there there wasn't this concept of um, Father's Day or Mother's Day, or I never heard about it. So uh, when I when I came to Europe and then. Uh, then i saw these things being celebrated and 
so I was it was a bit um, new to me as well that uh, why, why do you have to like dedicate a day for your parents or your grandparents or for specific things like this is like everyday things you see them every day you should you know you hug them every day um, tell them you love them every day what's what you're gonna do in this one day what, what you can't do in the other days uh, but on the other hand like I said I think it's it's uh, it's to raise awareness as well so the, for those people is a reminder who like throughout the whole year haven't given enough attention to family and friends or grandparents they they, they have this uh, reminder that today is grandparents day so maybe at least one day in the year they can spend with their grandparents so it's it's uh, not just you know for for those those who already spend time with their family and grandparents for them for them it's i think less of a significant day but for those who who don't have the opportunity or i would say those who who neglect their parents and grandparents for them it's it's a reminder and it gives them uh so it just brings them back for a day to their grandparents and maybe after that day they they keep this going you know keep keep visiting them keep uh, um meeting them instead of once a year most definitely um the lord has commanded worship none but him and show kindness to parents if one of them or both of them attain old age with thee never say unto them any word expressive of disgust nor reproach them but always address them with excellent speech and lower to them the wing of humility out of tenderness and say my lord have mercy on them even as they nourished me when I was a little child. This is chapter 17, verse 24 and 25. And the Holy Quran clearly is stating there that, you know, that you should never forget that you will never be able to repay your parents simply because they have brought you into this world. Forget about the upbringing. If you had to, if and, and if you think about it, they forget the sacrifice that the parent has made. People forget that the the role of the parent they get when is 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 not just something to celebrate in a day. It is something you need to celebrate for the rest of your life. And again, parents don't do these things, or grandparents don't do things for their children or their grandchildren to get something back. It isn't. Yeah. It is. They do this because it is. They are doing it because it's their duty and responsibility. But that needs to be reciprocated. But let's go and talk to um, our uh, guest. We have an imam uh, from from uh, from Ghana. We have uh, um, respected Bilal Ahmed Kamar, who is um, a teacher at uh, the Institute uh, at Jamia, which is an institute uh, of uh, um, theology, theology um, in, in, in Ghana. Good morning, assalamu alaikum, and peace be on you, Imam Kamar. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Very good morning. Uh, thank you for taking time out uh, at such a morning, uh, such an early time for us uh, on The Breakfast Show. Um, Imam Kamar, could you please kindly... Um, tell us the importance of grandparents and elders in, in Islam. Yes, please. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. 
Islam is such a wonderful religion and in each and every respect it's very complete and perfect that it does not leave a small room or space for anything to be added into it. So about the parents and elders, Islam has given categorical instructions and if someone follows them properly, then our society can become such wonderful and it gives the example of paradise on earth. So our respect, our holy book, the Holy Quran, as it has been mentioned already, but there are several verses of the Holy Quran which mentions about the parents and also about those who need the help. For example, this chapter 17, verse 24, 25 have been mentioned. And uh, again, Allah the Almighty has mentioned for every one of us that in each and every prayer, we should remember our parents and elders. As this prayer has been taught in the Holy Quran, that, O Allah the Almighty, forgive our parents, those who have who have given us birth. So it means that Allah is putting this duty on each one of us that we should never forget them, even in each prayer, five times a day, or any other voluntary prayer if somebody is praying. This prayer is very much essential and necessary to be done. And in another verse, Allah the Almighty has mentioned that in the vision of Musa, which he saw, according to us, it was mentioned that Allah took care of the parents of somebody and that's why Allah the Almighty said that show mercy on him. That his old, pay, uh, old father, he was a righteous person. So because of his righteousness, it has been said that the good thing should be done with the young one. So the Holy Prophet Muhammad وسلم, has also mentioned several place, at several places in different ahadiths about the rights of our grandparents and parents and elderly. For example, once he said that, let him humbled into dust. Let him humbled into dust. It was asked from him that, O Allah's Messenger, who is he? The Holy Prophet وسلم, said, he who sees either of his parents during their old age or he sees both of them but he does not enter paradise by serving them. So the Holy Prophet Muhammad has given the key to each one of us that if we want to enter paradise this is one way, one very straight path that you serve your parents, you serve the elderly grandparents and you will enter paradise. So elders and grandparents, they have much, much importance in the Holy Quran as the parents themselves. Because the elderly and the grandparents, they guide us through the life, they set rules for us, and it is all for us that we should not go on the wrong way. They should go, we should not go astray. And we will get the blessings of Allah. So we'll get a lot of benefit from our parents, our grandparents and elderly. So when a person is in his old age, now 
if somebody asks that why this much importance has been given to the elderly, because now this is the norm of the day that elderly people, they are thought to be something useless. And this uh, see, thinking is very dangerous and it is creating a big gap between the elderly and the young people. So when a person is in his old age or in her old age, automatically his or her inclination towards the physical world, the materialistic world, it reduces. And as he or she has seen some, you see, all the things happening around them in their lifetime of 60 or, or 70 years. So their advice and their experience is very much effective for each one of us. And that is the very reason it has been mentioned in the Holy Quran, it has been mentioned in different ahadith that we should take good care of them, we should listen to them, and we should use kind words to them. And we should never be harsh in any sort or in any way we should, show, we should not show any sort of disgust or dislike. Once our beloved master, the Holy Prophet Muhammad, he said that if a young man honors an elderly on account of his old age, then Allah the Almighty appoints someone to honor him in his old age. It means that if you want to be honored, then honor the elderly, honor your grandparents and give them proper respect. On the other hand, our beloved Master, the Holy Prophet Muhammad wasallam, he said that it is out of reverence to Allah the Almighty to respect the white-headed. It's very beautiful. All the ahadith in this regard or in any other regard, they are very much beautiful and it gives a lot of understanding and it creates a sort of love when a person thinks about them and reads them. It creates love for the Holy Prophet Muhammad that the way he has explained each and everything for us. So he said that if you want to show reverence and respect to Allah the Almighty, then respect the elderly, the white-headed, means the old person. And the sunnah of the Holy Prophet the practices of our beloved Master, they are very clear in this regard that even those people who are not related to him, but they were elderly, he showed a great respect. Once an old lady, she was coming to Mecca and she was carrying some load. So our beloved master, the Holy Prophet Muhammad wasallam, he was the first person to reach to her and to carry her load and show great respect to her that in the end, she was not a believer, she was not a Muslim lady. In the end, she said that, Oh Muhammad, your magic has done against me. So it means that with respect, with honoring our elderly by following their set rule, so it can make us successful in our lives. Yeah. yeah Imam Kumar, last question. How can we as a society honor our grandparents, those who are alive and those who have passed away as well? Those who are alive, that uh, it has been clearly mentioned that if we respect them, if we understand what he has done for us. See, all the time Islam asks us 
to reflect on the things what are happening around us. There are hundreds of verses in the Holy Quran which are mentioning about reflection and thinking. So when we reflect that what these elderly people, the grandparents, they have done for us, so automatically a person tends to respect them, automatically a person tends to pray for them, for their good health, and those who have passed away, a person tends to pray for their forgiveness and for the mercy of Allah the Almighty for them. So if we see what the elderly people or the grandparents they have done for us, there are some few see points I will mention from their experience, as I have mentioned earlier, they they make our lives different. Only it is upon us that how we will respect them, how we will follow their advice. So they help us and even our own parents to rise up. When our parents, they were young, so our grandparents, they actually brought them up. They told them everything, how to walk, how to talk, all this. So it's a natural phenomena which Allah the Almighty has set for us. So if we follow this pattern of reflection, of if somebody has done anything good to us, so we should also be doing the same or in a better way to that person. Because the Holy Prophet ﷺ said that we should show mercy to all. And the one who does not show mercy, then he is not from us. Wonderful. Imam Bilal Bilal Mukammar, we are running out of time. I just want to thank you so much, sir, for taking time out and coming on to the breakfast show this morning and enlightening us. Uh, Such wonderful information uh, on how grandparents and parents should be treated within uh, within Islam. I wish you a fantastic day ahead, sir. May peace be with you. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. And that was uh, Imam Bilal Ahmed Kamar, who is a teacher at the Institute of Theology in uh, in Ghana, uh, which is called Jamia uh, Tul Mubashireen. Um, you are listening to The Breakfast Show on Tuesday morning, uh, 27th of September 2022, with myself, Qayyum, and Brother Usman. We're going to take a very quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about what is it, the importance of teaching? Teacher's Day. Oh, it's, oh, it's another day. <laughs> Today is all about days. Um, it's going, we're going to be talking about uh, Teacher's Day, and again, we will be discussing the importance um, of teachers, and we will also be talking to a guest uh, who may be able to shed some light on uh, what we're going to be talking about. Um, so do stay tuned. We'll be right back after some brief messages. Allah, Allah. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. It is clear that the parental relationship is one of absolute love and this love is pure and entirely selfless. This is why God who is our Lord and who is our creator and sustainer has commanded us that secondary only to his worship, the person's parents are most deserving of a child's care and attention. Therefore, in all matters, you should treat your parents lovingly and with kindness. In this regard, the Holy Quran states, 
if one or both of them attain old age with thee, never say unto them any word express, uh, expressive of disgust, nor reproach them, but always address them with kindly speech. Chapter 17 verse 24. In fact, the Quran further states, and lower to them the wing of humility out of tenderness and say, My Lord, have mercy on them even as they nourished me in my childhood. Chapter 17 verse 25 Will or can any society oppose such a golden principle? Will or can any law say that you should not behave in an excellent manner towards your parents? Surely not. No matter how much you investigate, you will never find man-made laws and principles that protect and give such honor to parents as you find God Almighty has afforded them in the Holy Quran. It is He who has taught us to understand this reality that the first lesson of love, affection and peace occurs in the cradle. If the people of, uh, of developed countries are able to understand this universal truth, then the anxieties of the elderly will forever be removed. Bountiful, all knowing. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio, broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Tuesday Morning Breakfast Show with myself, Kayyum, and Brother Usman. Going on straight to our last segment of the morning, which is another day. Teachers. We're going to be celebrating teachers for today. Again, you know, me and my old dinosaur thoughts. Why a day? What is, what is, tell, tell our listener, what is National 
Teachers Day? National Teachers Day is an annual celebration of those who dedicated their lives to the education of others. There has never been a time more apt to say thank you to the nation's school teachers as months of lockdown over the past year have been have seen parents forced to tackle the businesses of homeschooling for the very first time. Teachers themselves became key workers during the pandemic and now continue to play a vital role as students catch up on any work missed during the lockdown and the stretch of school closures this year. The very first World Teachers Day was held on October 5th, 1994 and has been celebrated on the same day ever uh, every year since. We just spoke about the importance of parents. Yeah? And beautifully um, you know, explained by Imam from Ghana about the importance of parents. Yeah, they started it in 1994, and they're talking about the the work the teacher did in uh, in. And again, you know, you mentioned the word culture earlier, and and I think there is. You said you were born in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. I was born here, but I I right. I I, I uh, spent some of my youth in Pakistan, mm-hmm. where I saw the difference in the respect and the importance of a teacher. You you spend more time of your youth with a teacher than you do with your parent. Think really? about it. Well, think about it. Most of your youth, until the day you graduate, you have spent more time with a teacher. You have been in a school, you have been in an education environment. And you will be spending more time with various different teachers, educationalists. Because at home, if one was to think you start at here, it's 8.30 in the morning till 3.30, 4.30, say 5 o'clock sometimes, from mm. primary school to secondary to high school to sixth form to college to university. Most of the day, you are in a educational establishment. And this is if you're a full-time student and you go on to up to the graduation level. <clears throat> yeah. If you go postgraduate, it's even more. If you go to the doctorate, it's even more. And you spend more time with teachers than parents. Yes. Barely spend any time with parents. Hence, why is it that we just we, we just say, oh, it's just a teacher. What's the word that you... I mean, I found it interesting. You said, and it's not something you're saying, but this is how people think, that we need to be thanking to the... The, the, thank you to the nation's school teachers as a month of lockdown over the past year have seen parents forced to tackle the business of homeschooling. Teachers haven't done homeschooling and for the first time and teachers are not just become important because over the pandemic, because of the sacrifices they made. Teachers have been sacrificing for centuries for you know teaching profession isn't about money teaching profession is about a service teaching profession is about um people who want to have an active part in building the future generations the future leaders these are the people who are going to be teaching you the do's and the do's and the don'ts of everyday life from your young age to 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 your old age in fact it's teachers who start something which is reciprocated by at home, by the parent. 
it's not the what you learn at home and then you come and tell the teacher and the teacher does it. No. <laughs> the teacher teaches you and then you go and go home and then when you when you develop a link with your parents or when parents come to the school they find out what the kid is doing or the child is doing and then they will do the same in school. So the importance of teacher is should be the respect of teacher should be akin to the respect you give to a parent. Again, old school um and I don't I don't see that here. I don't. You hear people refer to their teachers with their first names. Um I remember again I I was uh, you know I'm going back 40 years, 45 years I spent a few years in Pakistan as a student. Uh, a female teacher was a miss and a, and, a, and a male teacher was a sir. Um there no was names. A, there was no no cuz of course you don't do names. It's it's that respect there is that um and teachers looked like teachers. They're separate and and I, and that sounds terrible but no. <laughs> I'm talking about where in a school where there were certain people with certain uniforms, there were school uniforms, mm-hmm. but teachers um they they uh, even they had a code. Yeah. They had a code of of how a teacher should be. Um some teachers and 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 I'm not talking approach to students I'm talking about the way they looked uh, they still had that long gown on and or in again I'm going back to in 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 Pakistan they used to have the, the the long black gown which you could see from far that the teacher was coming and uh, and and there was there was a set discipline um which was not just in the students but the teachers had to display that discipline because they were creating an environment where discipline was must so if the teachers are displaying a discipline then the children will automatically will, will will learn and they will look and then they will follow what we see today is the lack of um uniformity standardization within schools and of course it's a different generation i completely understand that in today's generation a teacher is not just a teacher a teacher is also the absent parent the teacher is the psychologist the teacher is dealing with mental health issues the teacher is yeah. the administrator the role of the teacher has become more than the teacher and the teaching has become not become because of what the teacher is doing but that so much time has been taken away from the teacher that they're not fully able to teach or to give justice to their profession which at the end of the day has an effect on the child that they're teaching on top of that is the the teachers are just underpaid yep it's like i think as a job it's terrible if you want to make money it's the worst place to go why would you do that this <laughs> is probably the longest hours the least mm-hmm. money mm-hmm. whereas if you compare it to some scandinavian countries what they have done they they made these teachers and doctors and uh, these kinds of jobs they made they made them more um they're prestigious jobs they they're well paid jobs over there they they're more respected jobs so those countries you see especially in scandinavian like denmark sweden they, these countries they they're coming up their their future is looking bright okay their their countries growing and it's all because they they have uh, they spent on on uh, their next generation they mm. spent on teachers which will teach the children how to uh, how to be better and uh, they have they've been given the respect 
and the money they deserve. And I mean, you mentioned you 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 mentioned that uh, you were born in Pakistan. Did you go? Did you have schooling in Pakistan? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I think I think one or two years, but I don't remember much. But you went to the Institute of uh, Theology and Modern Modern Languages here in UK. Yes. Yes. Now, you tell me, what's your experience of a teacher? How did you perceive the teacher? What's the what's the what's how what was your outlook on on and the respect or the what platform did you put your teacher on? Yeah, so um, obviously, because being a Muslim, mm-hmm. we we have uh, we are kind of let's say bound to it to respect the teacher. We we have uh, this is what's also expected from us. Uh, God Almighty has, uh, sorry, the Holy Prophet peace be upon him has said that anyone who who teaches you even a single word, he deserves your respect. Mm-hmm. So uh, I saw as a teacher as as a respectful person. So we would. In our class, in in the whole school or uni, whenever the teacher walked in, we would stand up. When the teacher would leave, we would stand up. Okay, we would greet him. We wouldn't, uh, you know, just show respect. Not not uh, call him by a first name or um, these things which you mentioned. But uh, Islamically, you your teacher deserves just as much respect as your parents. Let's go and talk to our guest, uh, the final guest of the show. We have with us uh, Dania Nasser, who is a student uh, of forensic psychology and criminology, but she's also a teacher in the Noor Academy, uh, which is an online platform introduced uh, by the National Education Department um, in within the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, which consists of various subjects, including religious knowledge, English science, and and, and many more um, topics. Um, good morning, Assalamu alaikum, and peace be on you, Dania. Dania, what do you think is the importance of teachers? So I think um, teachers provide the power of education to, to today's youth and um, so thereby giving them the possibility for a better future. Um, I think they simplify the complex and make abstract concepts accessible to students. So teachers also expose children to ideas and topics that they might otherwise not have come into contact with. So, um, because, you know, as children carry on um, what they are taught at a young age throughout the rest of their lives, teachers, I think, play an important role um, within that. And what are your thoughts on the teacher's role in an individual's life? You being a student and a teacher, how how do you, um, what do you see? How did teachers treat you and how um, are you going to, What's you? How are you going to um, deal with your students? So I think teachers of all walks of life and subjects have some sort of an ability to shape opinions and help form ideas about society, life and personal goals. So teachers can also expand students' limits and push their creativity. So one of the most important parts of teaching is having dedication. Teachers not only have to listen, but also coach and mentor their students. And they're able to help shape academic goals and are also dedicated to getting their students to achieve them. So I think dedication is a big part of all of this. Thank you. And this year, the theme of Teachers' Day is Teachers at the Heart of Education Recovery. So what role do you think teachers play in the improvement of education? 
I think as a teacher, you will be an expert on what works for your students. So you provide useful feedback to help develop curriculum, establish effective environments, and monitor student success. So it is important to use different teaching methods, I think, and different activities to suit all students' abilities and the way of learning. I think it's important to make learning fun. Um, personally, when I'm teaching, I like to have at least one activity, if not more, within the lesson. So it could be anything like a quiz, it could be making posters or presentations, or even having a discussion. So making lessons interactive, I think. I think as I was growing up, there was less of that, and it would mostly be my teacher speaking, I would just be sitting there listening, not engaging. So I think it's important to have interaction um, within the lesson. So for me, it is important to push my students' creativity and productivity. And I think those two things help in improving the learning. And finally, having compassion and patience for your students is key. Because teachers, I think, are the backbone of society. Um, and my teachers have always played a huge role in who I am today, I think. And um, so they're role models to children. They have to offer guidance and dedication and give young people the power of education. So because of teachers, countries are actually able to further develop socially and economically. Um, and I don't think it's just about, you know, the curricular subjects like maths, English, science. It's also extracurricular activities and sports, anything like that, I think. And like you said earlier, I think um, teaching is not about money but about service. And I think I've, I couldn't agree more since I started teaching, I think that is one thing that is very, very true. Danya, finally, I mean, I, I was, when I was talking earlier to um, Usman, and I, I was saying that the role of the teacher um, has quite significantly changed. The responsibility on the shoulders of the teachers has become kind of tenfold, where they're not just a teacher, but yeah. they're act, having to act as an absent parent, um, uh, um, a psychologist, a, um, a mental health supporter, a friend, um, an administrator. Yeah. Do, do, do you think that has an effect on the true job a teacher really wants to do? I think it does. Um, but then I think for me personally, I, I enjoy that because I have experienced that I wasn't just teaching so I recently started um, earlier this year. So I wasn't just teaching. I had, you know, I had people just, my students just come and want to talk, but it was nothing to do with what I was teaching. It could be, you know, I did this at school or, you know, I need help with something outside of what I'm teaching. So I think it was more while they were talking, they were maybe looking for a friend and maybe if they, when they were asking for help with something, I think maybe we could argue that it's the parent's job, but then I think as a teacher, you have to play all those roles. So I think at the end of the day, it is very rewarding. And I think there's no harm in playing all those roles because um, I think it just it just adds to, adds to the reward, in my opinion. Wonderful. Dani and Asir, thank you so much for taking time out this morning and coming on to The Breakfast Show. I wish you a fantastic day ahead. May peace be with you. Thank you. Have a nice day. You Bye. Too. Usman, we are coming to the end of the show. Um, what's the Islamic take on uh, on teaching? 
on teaching, well, teaching's very closely related to knowledge. Probably heard the phrase "knowledge is power." Um, so in Islam, <coughs> first of all, there's, there's a there's a very important prayer in the Holy Quran, which uh, it's a very short prayer, and uh, everyone should learn this. Just it's very simple. Oh my Lord, increase me in knowledge. It doesn't get simpler than that. And this prayer, it's it's just uh, the fact that it's. Um, it's very tiny, but it's very powerful. So it's uh, the importance of knowledge. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, uh, he said that it is compulsory for every man and woman to seek knowledge. In another narration, he also said that you should seek knowledge even if you have to crawl to China. So, you know, at that time, traveling was like, if you have to travel 10 miles, it would take you the whole day. So imagine you have to crawl to China just to seek some knowledge. So it shows the importance of knowledge and learning and teaching. So in this respect, if knowledge is so important, how important is the person who is who's giving you that knowledge? So teachers, like I said before, they, they, they deserve absolute respect. Uh, they definitely deserve more than they are getting right now. And uh, like you said, with the additional duties they are having in today's age with mental health and all these issues, they they so they are they are being the uh, the so they're how to say it, they they're doing the most things for the least in return. <coughs> Again, this goes back to I mean you said it yourself. Um, it's not about money. It's not about financial reward. Um, the reward in is 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 in seeing uh, your student um, becoming successful in in serving mankind um, or becoming academically um, successful and to the to the highest possible degree. Nothing. I think those are the those are the rewards that teachers tend to look for or used to look for. I don't know what it is today, but listening to Dania, it seems that, uh, you know, that the, the idea of why a teacher comes into teaching, I think, has always been the same. And it's a shame that with all the extra, the added responsibilities that have been kind of lumbered onto teachers and not something that they, uh, it's not part and parcel of their, their job, but they still do it. And a lot of people are kind of... Um, leaving this profession because of the stress that it causes on their personal lives and 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 it it's difficult to cope with and and uh, again it's another fear that uh, um within the society we live in where there's a shortage of teachers more and more teachers are uh, more and more students who used to want to become teachers because of the passion of teaching are shying away from the profession and one thing I don't like is a lot of people who can't find a job. Oh, they say, oh, I'll go into teaching. <laughs> the, the, you know, there needs to be, I, <laughs> uh, I, I think those, this, this notion that teaching is a backup um, mm -hmm. profession is, is, I think, uh, uh, that's concerning to me. I think teaching is something, if people want to teach, it shouldn't be a backup profession. It should be, uh, it should be the primary um, 
um, profession if somebody who wants to do it. Um, in in a, uh, in a narration, the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, "The place of a teacher is lack is like that of a spiritual parent." This tells us that we should respect our teachers as we respect our parents. We must remember parents feed the body of the student, but teachers provide food for the mind and soul. We should respect and honor our teachers because they teach us the difference between right and wrong. Teachers teach students by taking them out of the darkness of ignorance. It is clear that we should always respect our teachers as it is part of our faith. You have been listening to myself, Kayum, and Brother Usman on Tuesday morning breakfast show. I would like to thank our guests for taking time out and coming on uh, to our show and enlightening us with their uh, contribution. I want to thank our um, brother engineer in, in the, the tech, Brother Asad. Thank you to Brother Usman for, for joining me today. Please forgive any shortcomings on our part. Please remember us in your prayers. Until we meet again, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. of Islam radio it is clear the Holy Quran itself has signified the importance of education by teaching the prayer the oh my Lord increase me in knowledge where this prayer is a source of great help to Muslims it also inspires them towards learning and advancing the cause of human knowledge the truth is that the Holy Quran and the teachings of the Holy Prophet of Islam, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, inspired the works of generations of Muslims, intellectuals, philosophers, and inventors in the Middle Ages. Indeed, if we look back more than a million millennium, we see how Muslims, scientists, and inventors played a fundamental role in advancing knowledge and developing technologies which transformed the world and remain in use today.